People v. Jose Delorbe. Decided March 31, 2020. Garcia, J. Due process compels a trial court to apprise a defendant that, if the defendant is not an American citizen, he or she may be deported as a consequence of a guilty plea to a felony People v. Peck. .However, before we may consider too whether a trial court fulfilled that obligation, we must determine whether a defendant preserved the claim as a matter of law for our review or whether an exception to the preservation doctrine applies see id, at 182, see also ny const art v, section 3 a cpl 400 170.052 Here, service on defendant, in open court and months before the plea proceedings, of a notice of immigration consequences form provided him with a reasonable opportunity to object to the plea court's failure to advise him of the potential deportation consequences of his plea, making the narrow exception to the preservation doctrine unavailable to him. See Peck. See also People v. Williams. Therefore, because defendant did not preserve the claim he now raises, and because defendant's other contentions are without merit, we affirm. I. In July 2011, the victim in this case arrived home and discovered an intruder. She observed the perpetrator run from her bedroom and leave the apartment. The victim later determined that money was missing from her apartment. Police developed fingerprints from a box in the victim's bedroom, and a match was made to defendant. He was arrested and charged with burglary in the second degree. Defendant, who emigrated from the Dominican Republic to the United States at an early age and became a legal permanent resident, was arraigned in Supreme Court on the burglary charge in August 2011. During the proceedings, the people filed a «Notice of Immigration Consequences» the «Notice» with the court and provided a copy to defense counsel. After defendant was arraigned, his counsel stated on the record that he was «handing defendant the Notice of Immigration Consequences» form, which the court three affirmatively acknowledged. That notice, provided to defendant in three languages, including English and Spanish, stated as follows. If you are not a United States citizen, a plea of guilty to any offense, a conviction by trial verdict, or a youthful offender adjudication subjects you to a risk that adverse consequences will be imposed on you by the United States immigration authorities, including, but not limited to, removal from the United States, exclusion from admission to the United States, and or denial of naturalization. Because the immigration consequences applicable in your particular case may depend on factors such as your current immigration status, your length of residence in the United States, and your previous criminal history, you should consult with your attorney for advice specific to your circumstances. The following are designated as deportable offenses. Any offense designated an aggravated felony under 8 U.S.C. section 1101-43, including, but not limited to burglary, robbery, receipt of stolen property, or any other theft-related offense or crime of violence for which a sentence of one year or more is imposed. Dot, dot, dot. In addition, if the offense constitutes an aggravated felony or if you are not a lawful permanent resident of the United States or have not been such for at least five years with at least seven years continuous residency and the offense is any deportable offense, there will be additional consequences, including, but not limited to, your ineligibility for discretionary cancellation of removal by the Attorney General. 
After eight months and several calendar calls at which the people presented a plea offer to defendant, he appeared with counsel and pleaded guilty to attempted burglary in the second degree. Despite his status as a second violent felony offender upon his second attempted burglary conviction, see Penal Law Section 70.021c, Penal Law Section 70.041a. The people did not seek to adjudicate defendant a predicate violent felon. During the plea colloquy and allocution, which preceded this court's decision in Peck, Supreme Court did not mention immigration consequences that could result from the conviction, nor did defendant ask about potential immigration consequences. The following month, defendant 4 was sentenced to agreed upon terms of five years of incarceration plus three years of post-release supervision. He did not seek to withdraw his plea and, again, did not inquire about potential immigration consequences. Four years later, defendant filed a pro se motion pursuant to CPL 440.10 to vacate his conviction, defendant alleged that his counsel provided ineffective assistance because, according to defendant, she had neglected to inform him of potential immigration consequences resulting from his plea. Defendant asked Supreme Court to vacate his conviction or, in the alternative, to either require his counsel to submit an affidavit responding to his allegations or to appoint new counsel in the CPL 440.10 proceeding to assist with obtaining such an affidavit. Defendant's motion was supported by two cursory affidavits alleging that his counsel had failed to inform him that pleading guilty could affect him in immigration and did not explain anything about defendant losing his residency, Supreme Court denied defendant's motion, finding that his unsworn assertion in his supporting papers that, had he been informed of the immigration consequences of his plea, he would have asked his attorney to negotiate a plea with less severe immigration consequences was conclusory and unsupported by any factual allegations regarding the significance that potential deportation holds for him or his incentive to remain in the United States, as required by the Criminal Procedure Law CCPL 440.304b. In addition, the court noted that defense counsel had negotiated a particularly favorable plea deal, and succeeded in avoiding a sentence enhancement for defendant as a second violent felony offender see Generally Penal Law Section 70.04. As a result, the court denied defendant's motion without a hearing. The appellate division unanimously affirmed both defendants' conviction on his direct appeal, concluding that his Peck claim was unpreserved and Supreme Court's summary denial of defendants' CPL 440.10 motion C. People v. Delorbe. According to the court, provision of the notice to defendant meant that his direct appeal did not fit within the narrow exception to the preservation requirement set forth in Peck, as defendant had been given the opportunity to raise the issue of the plea court's failure to inform him that his plea could lead to immigration consequences it, the appellate division also held that Supreme Court providently exercised its discretion in denying the CPL 440.10 motion without a hearing, as defendant had alleged no facts to support his claim that had he known that his guilty plea could result in his deportation, he would not have pleaded guilty and instead would have proceeded to trial, and his conclusory allegations were insufficient to warrant a hearing, a judge of this court granted defendant leave to appeal People v. Delorbe. 2. Defendant argues that he was not required to preserve his due process claim that the trial court failed to inform him of potential adverse immigration consequences as a result of his conviction see Peck. We disagree. In Peck, based on our review of the characteristics of modern immigration law and its entanglement with the criminal justice system, we held that deportation is a plea consequence of such tremendous importance, grave impact and frequent occurrence that a defendant is entitled to notice that it may ensue from a plea. 
We explained that while deportation is technically a collateral consequence of a conviction it is an automatic consequence of a guilty plea for most non-citizen defendants, absent some oversight by federal authorities, a defendant duly convicted of almost any felony will inevitably be removed from the United States. A fundamental injustice would therefore result from completely barring a non-citizen defendant from challenging his or her guilty plea based on the court's failure to advise the defendant that he or she might be deported as a result of the plea. While emphasizing the importance of the trial court's role in apprising a defendant of potential deportation consequences to a plea, we made clear that a claim that the court failed to do so generally must be preserved See Williams. We reiterated the general rule that, even where the defendant challenges a plea on voluntariness and due process grounds, he or she must preserve that challenge via timely objection depending on the circumstances of the case internal citation omitted. The preservation rule is grounded in the provision of the New York Constitution restricting this court's jurisdiction to the review of questions of law NY Const Art V, Section 3A. In turn, a question of law arises in a criminal proceeding when a protest thereto was registered, by the party claiming error, at the time of such ruling or seven instruction or at any subsequent time when the court had an opportunity of effectively changing the same People v. Hawkins, quoting CPL 470.052, this requirement allows the trial court an opportunity to correct any error in the proceedings below at a time when the issue can be dealt with most effectively people v. Lopez. It also preserves limited judicial resources and avoids untoward delay in the resolution of criminal proceedings quoting people v. Michael. Lastly, it protects the very real interest of the state in achieving finality in a criminal prosecution Lopez, quoting Michael. Generally, in order to preserve a claim that a guilty plea is invalid, a defendant must move to withdraw the plea on the same grounds subsequently alleged on appeal or else file a motion to vacate the judgment of conviction pursuant to CPL 440.10 PEC. While reiterating this rule in PEC, we also acknowledge that where a defendant has no practical ability to object to an error in a plea allocution which is clear from the face of the record, preservation is not required. This exception to the preservation requirement however, remains narrow C. Williams, a narrow exception to the preservation requirement is available in rare cases where the defendant lacks a reasonable opportunity to object to a fundamental defect in the plea which is clear on the face of the record. In the wake of Peck, we have reinforced these carefully circumscribed limits on exceptions to the preservation requirement in the plea context. In People v. Pastor, we affirmed a defendant's conviction on the ground that his Peck claim was unpreserved. In so doing, we noted that the defendant was informed before he pleaded guilty of the possibility that he could be deported as a result of his plea, and if he was confused about that issue, he was obligated to move to withdraw his plea on that ground before the sentencing court. Similarly, in People v. Williams, we clarified that the preservation requirement is triggered when a defendant has an opportunity to have discovered the error he alleges occurred during the plea process. We emphasize that this court has never held, either in the plea context or elsewhere, that the defendant's lack of actual knowledge that an error has occurred, despite an opportunity to learn of the error, may excuse the defendant from having to preserve his or her claim via objection. 
This is not the rare case where the narrow exception to the preservation rule applies see also e.g. People v. Berry provision of the notice to defendant required defendant to preserve PEC claim, People v. Martinez, same People v. Chelly, mention of possible deportation in pre-sentence report required defendant to preserve PEC claim, People v. Balbuena, mention of possible deportation in pre-sentence investigation report and written appeal waiver required defendant to preserve PEC claim, but see People v. Muhammad holding that references in appeal waiver form and by the court during the plea proceeding to possible immigration consequences of conviction did not provide defendant with practical ability to object and therefore defendant was not required to preserve his PEC claim. Rather, the detailed notice, in English and nine Spanish physically handed, as the record makes plain, to defendant by counsel in open court months before his plea gave defendant the opportunity to raise any questions he might have had regarding possible immigration consequences of his conviction. The very first sentence of the notice explicitly told defendant that a plea of guilty to any offense could subject him to a risk that adverse consequences would be imposed on him by the United States immigration authorities, including, but not limited to, removal from the United States. It further noted that, among other things, a conviction for burglary or any other theft-related offense for which a sentence of one year or more is imposed would be deportable. Those unambiguous statements provided defendant with sufficient notice of possible immigration consequences, including deportation, of his conviction, giving him a reasonable opportunity to express concerns to the court during either his plea or at sentencing regarding those consequences Williams. Defendant did not do so, nor did he move to withdraw his guilty plea. His PEC claim is therefore unpreserved as a matter of law, and we cannot entertain his newly minted challenge to his plea's validity PEC. 3. Defendant also argues that Supreme Court abused its discretion in summarily rejecting his CPL 440.10 motion, which alleged that his counsel had provided ineffective assistance for failing to inform him of the possible immigration consequences of his guilty plea see Padilla v. Kentucky, defendant's argument is without merit. A CPL 440.10 motion asserting an ineffective assistance of counsel claim must contain sworn allegations alleging that the conviction was obtained due to deficient attorney performance that violated the state or federal constitutions, whether by the defendant or by another person or persons CPL 440.301A, see Corporal 440.101H. The court may deny a CPL 440.10 motion without conducting a hearing if the the moving papers do not contain sworn allegations substantiating or tending to substantiate all the essential facts CPL 440.304b, defendant's sworn affidavits supporting his CPL 440.10 motion contained only conclusory allegations, which even if taken as true did not include all the essential facts required to establish that he was entitled to any relief CPL 440.304b, see also People v. Zay. Supreme Court therefore acted within its discretion in determining on written submissions that the motion could be denied without a hearing see People v. Satterfield. Defendant's further contention regarding a constitutional right to counsel to represent him in the CPL 440.10 proceedings is unpreserved for our review. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be affirmed. Order affirmed. Opinion by Judge Garcia. Chief Judge Diffiori and Judges Stein and Feynman concur. Judge Wilson concurs in result in an opinion in which Judges Rivera and Fahey concur. Decided March 31, 2020.